0: Are you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hope you're ready to get entrafied today. We're going to be talking about abundance versus scarcity. Being abundant-minded versus scarcity-minded, it's very, very common that I see the latter, and that is not a good thing. So I'm here to talk to you guys about that today before we get um, kicking. Thanks for all the subscribers, all the people that listen to the show. If you're not a subscriber, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave us a rating so more people can find the show, because really great stuff here. It's all free, T- tons of great content. So, So many people today... Are complaining about the income gap. You know, I hear all the time on social media and other places. Uh, People live in fear and cling on to their money like it's going out of style. Now, let's kind of stop at the living in fear. A lot of people live in fear. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay, let's say, for example, look at your TV commercials. Um, In America, at least. This is what I see. I don't know about other countries, but you should definitely you pay attention. Um, so I see that a lot of commercials are built around fear. So talking about car insurance, they talk about, hey, if you get an accident and and you may not be covered, you need car insurance. That's fear. Um, medicine. There's a lot of medicine commercials because we don't have free healthcare in America. So they'll be like, hey, you 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 get injured, you're going to need this medicine. Call this number today to get this medicine or file a lawsuit against this company. So that's another kind of fear. I don't know if that one would be fearful, but it's a negative one. And then uh, look at home security systems. Hey, buy this doorbell with a camera on it uh, and then buy these floodlights and then buy these other five cameras that go around all points of your house and then get this uh, I don't know detector that goes on your doorknob, and then get this motion sensor camera that goes in your house. Those are all fear-driven items, um, and those are just a couple. Those are just a couple. There's so many people driven by fear that live here because they're so you know they they want to be afraid. They want things to be bad, and they buy into it. They buy into it like crazy. You know, I have the I'll have the guys knock on my door and be like, "Hey, you want this uh, security system?" It's scary. And even, and you know, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, but even religions are built around fear, you know? Hey, you don't believe in God, you're going to burn, you're going to burn forever. And that's like, what? What? And I know that yesterday I was pretty negative, but today I'm definitely, okay, I'm going to hit a positive, I swear. But first I got to knock this out. So, you know, money specifically is what I'm here to talk about. I'm not here to talk about anything else, but money is so is scarce for so many people hardly anyone has an abundance mind in that area you know money is so, something people think that you know oh my god if i spend this i'm gonna lose it and you know if you have a hand and somebody puts money in it how tight is your grip is it a loose grip is the money gonna just slip right out if you turn your hand is it a tight grip are you gonna squeeze the money so tight you can't take the money out or is it kind of in the middle? Are you, can you turn your hand? You'll lose a little, but you'll keep some. You know, and, and that is very important to know. Are you are you super tight-handed or what? And another thing to think about is, uh, it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. There are many millionaires and people that make high incomes, six figures, that just have just as much debt as somebody who's... Making 20 grand, 30 grand. And, and, and the person with the twenty or $30,000 paycheck makes more money than the six figure guy. Why? Because the six figure guy's got a Porsche, he's got a five story house, he's got a freaking swimming pool in his backyard, a tennis court. You know, he's probably, you know, super overloaded with credit. And you got the 30,000 guy, he's just living a modest life, doing modest things, and he's just saving up money to buy his second property. So you look at their net worth, and it's funny because the thirty k guy's got, you know, double the net worth of the six figure guy. He's actually in the negatives, and it's just like what? And it's because the way people handle the money. And if you handle it like it's scarce, you're going to you're going to basically never have anything. You're going to stash away in your four hundred one k and hope and pray that's enough to cover you, and that's kind of scary, you know. (laughs) You live your whole life hoping and praying that at the end of it, you got enough to make it to the end of it. You know, oh, well, if I live extra 10 years, that ain't good. I don't have enough. And that's because you, you held on your money so tightly, you missed opportunities to grow your money. And so that way you're only stuck with what you got because people don't. Talk about inflation and it is an ugly bear inflation is terrible in america and other countries it's pretty bad too i wouldn't say it's terrible in america but it's 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 definitely a rough part of the equation and that's why when people mention compound interest they're like hey i'm gonna make you know 10 percent on my investment you're actually making i don't know maybe roughly six if it's managed by somebody else probably four or five yeah it's not as good as what you think because People love to draw these compound interest charts, but they never draw these compound inflation charts alongside of it. And so they think, you know, it's kind of like me drawing a picture of all the money you make in life. And I don't draw all the money that you spend in life. So you're like, here's all the money you made in life. It's a million dollars. But then I don't draw that second line that shows that you spent 950 k of it over your life. So you have to be, you got to watch out for these suede charts and that's all I see on, on the news is these bullcrap charts. Oh, Johnny started saving when he was 20. I mean, sure he did, but you know, you have to account for inflation. It's not, it's not as simple as, oh, I'll say 40 years and I got a million dollars. No, it's not that easy. And you know, people that take money and just throw it out the window, like the six figure guy I was talking about, who's probably knee deep in debt well those guys uh, obviously don't think money's scarce but at the same time they don't they don't value it enough to control it they're letting it control them and then it's just running them into the ground and the, you know it's going to be a matter of time before they lose everything and so it's kind of like you know what where's the medium where's the medium and i described it earlier you know in the abundance versus scarcity you should think Okay, money is abundant, it is abundant, it is plentiful, and and what I what I get I should keep, but I should also try to grow it because there's the opportunity for abundance. So I should probably, I should stash some of it behind, but I should grow some more of it. I'm not talking about some lame investment like a stock or something. Oh, I'm going to go pick some stocks or a mutual fund. That's That's garbage, those are garbage, I'm sorry those are trash. I could outperform those with my eyes closed. And, you know, people hate on stock picking and all that. And that's fine. If you if you don't know what's really happening in the market, I wouldn't suggest that. But what I'm saying is you see an opportunity pop up. I was talking to this guy here in Nashville. And he opened a, a little restaurant called the Red Phone Booth. And he said to me, he said, or I, I started talking to him. I said, hey, man, you, you the owner? He's like, yeah, I'm the owner. And it was on the opening night. I was in, I was in there invited on the opening night. So we were sitting there and... um We were talking and he was like, yeah, I, uh, I I started this company because this guy down in Atlanta, Georgia, he had told me that this was a great idea. It was a speakeasy. You know, basically when you go, let's say you go out to this bar, you can't get in the front door. There's a phone booth to the left. You have to go into the phone booth and dial a number and the phone booth is actually the entrance to the to the place. It's a speakeasy, you know. During the '30s, '20s, '30s, you know, wherever the Prohibition Act was in America, where they actually banned alcohol, it was illegal to have alcohol. That's where these speakeasies came into place. So the guy he would um, he he gave us a code. We go in there. I'm talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, this guy told me, hey man, you should invest in this. He's a really good idea." And, I, and he said he trusted him because he had been in the restaurant business for 40 years. His friend, the investor's friend, had been in the restaurant business for 40 years. So he said, okay, I trust you. And he gave him, you know, a million dollars because obviously he had a million dollar net worth because you have to be the um, uh, investor, angel investor. You got to have a million dollars at least to get on like fund and stuff. And so he gave him, you know, a considerable amount of money to invest. And he said this one did so well that I'm op- opening a second one in Nashville. And so this guy was later in his years, he probably a good, you know, 60 years old, 50, 60 years old. And he's like, this is my first big investment. And so this guy got it. Now he got it when he was in his 50s and 60s, but he understood there was opportunities out there and he needed to make his money grow if he wanted to live great for the rest of his life. And i mean now he's just killing it he's got two restaurants in two massive cities atlanta and nashville let me tell you man his investment definitely paying off definitely paying off so be smart like that look for opportunities don't be reckless have something saved back you know dave ramsey he's a cool guy he says save a thousand dollars for emergency fund in cash and then pay off all your credit cards and then cut them up with some scissors man you don't need them Unless they're business credit cards, if they're consumer items, don't do it. And the reason why I, I like business credit cards is because you can write that stuff off. If I got by $100 in services at the end of the year, I can just look at my credit card statement for my business and write off all the stuff that I bought. And that's deducted from my tax payout. <clears throat> so, yeah, kind of totally getting way off, off the topic here. Uh, I have had an abundance mind for years. I spend money on investments, and sometimes they go under, but I always make my money back, and then some, on my next investment. Because I realize that it's not a, you know, you're going to win 100% of the time. And some people will try to equate it to gambling, and I'm like, if you buy stocks, and you go in on margin, and you set good stop losses, I mean, there's no... It's just insurance. A stop loss is insurance. So if I buy $10,000 worth and I set my stop price for $9,000, all I'm losing that is $1,000. But what I'm gaining is unlimited because the stock could go up. And a perfect example is Space. I bought Space back in around November, December time, and it shot up 300%. So I tripled my investment in two months, and he was just like wow that's that's nuts man that's nuts so you have to you have to look at these things these opportunities and realize that there is an abundance of opportunities for you to succeed you just have to be open minded to them but at the same time you have to maintain a specific amount of capital to make sure you're safe you know don't be reckless there's so many ways to generate wealth in today's society. It's easier than ever. I hire people from India, Pakistan, Asia, all the time to work for me on my business. You know, hey, I need some cover art done for my podcast. Oh, I've got a guy in India, he'll do it for 25 dollars. And that's good because I'm paying him, I'm helping their economy, and he's helping me to have, you know, a really nice design. And it's a win-win for both parties. So there's 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 so many opportunities out there because that guy, he's a freelancer. He's making money off making people podcast art. And podcast is, podcasting is awesome. Uh, the stock market in the United States um, is the highest it's ever been. I mean, it's, it's record. And people, well, I don't know if it's the highest, but it, it's close to the dot-com bubble era, which was the highest. So it's like right there. It's right there with it. And it's huge. It's it's just blown up. The the economy is just amazing right now in America. And unemployment is the lowest it's been in like 50 years. And the abundance of opportunities in the world are unlike anything we have ever seen because of the internet. You know the some of the people that listen to this podcast are in Europe and Australia. And it's amazing. How I can have that sort of reach and be able to speak with with uh, you guys over there, um, I absolutely love world history, European history. you know I, I like my dream is to go I need to go to Rome, Italy, uh, especially the island of Malta. I remember I took a a uh, history class and I wrote a a report it was like ten, twenty pages on Malta, the great Siege of Malta. I think it was in uh, I don't know 1540 or 14 or 1500s the siege of malta um and basically where the thing is the persians were assaulting malta because they were trying to move west and like it was like a thousand guys held malta against a hundred thousand plus persian soldiers they held this island and You know, so much history there. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Like, that was a couple of years ago I wrote that book. It's not fresh in my mind. But Malta has been the number one destination I want to travel to. And it is definitely my dream to go there. Because the amount of history there is astounding. So, the fact that, you know, you guys listen. I mean, it's just so, it's so awesome to be able to reach out to so many people. You know, like I said, there's so many opportunities. You have the opportunity to speak to people in other countries. You know, people in South America, uh, Brazil, places like that. I'm totally trying to learn Spanish. It's not very good. Uh, Let me think of a sentence. Uh, um, Hold on. I'm sorry. It's like when you put somebody on the spot to speak a second language and they're kind of new to it. It's like, what do I say? I would say, uh, yo practico español todos los días. And that's, you know, I practice Spanish every day. And it's uh, not bueno <laughs> it's muy difficile, you know. It's so it's so cool. You know, I love other cultures, I love other people, other countries, and I love to travel, I love to just see the world because you guys have different different things I can learn from you. And I know I'm kinda getting off topic here, but this is coming into that abundance mindset. Some people may look at traveling to other countries as scary or dangerous. And no, no, it should be in abundance. You know, there's an abundance of culture, things I can learn from you guys, things that you guys could teach me I have no idea about. And it's time to change your mindset from scarce thinking to abundance. There are so many opportunities out there, guys, so many for you to reach out and grab. So I want to throw out one here for you. Go to Entrified.com forward slash calendar to schedule a 30-minute call. I'll call you on your phone. Yes, it's me. I'll call you. And we'll talk for 30 minutes about your story, what your, what your life story is, and what kind of business you want to start. You know, I'll work with you on that one-on-one. Mono e mono. So, thanks for listening to the show, guys. Entrified.com forward slash calendar. Have a great day. Are you feeling Entrefied yet? We hope so. For more information and news updates, check us out at www.entrefied.com or contact Patrick directly on Facebook.com slash Patrick Hughes 9000.